According to the National Science Foundation, over 124,000 students graduated with a bachelor's degree in an engineering field in 2018. The average salary for an engineer in 2019 was $90,000 a year for women and $97,000 for men. About half of the students who graduate with their bachelor's go on to pursue a master's degree, and 21% of those graduate with a doctorate. Our guest today is Emily, a chemical engineer. Chemical engineers make up about 5% of the engineering workforce. They can put their skills to use in a variety of fields, from plant design to waste management research, and they utilize mathematics, biology, economics, and chemistry. Emily runs a blog devoted to promoting STEAM education for children and posts fun activities on both her blog and her Instagram account. On her blog, she also has a section where she shares stories from fellow female engineers. Okay, so we're here with Engineering Emily. She runs she runs her own blog and also um, is an engineer. So uh, we're excited to talk to you today. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so I guess just to get started... Um, what made you what made you decide to start a blog? Um, I started the blog when um, I ha- after I had my first my son, mm-hmm. um, he was my first child and I was still working as an engineer and I was just struggling to figure out uh, how to balance being a mom and how to make my career work as an engineer and like I was looking online and I didn't see like a lot of stuff about women engineers who are moms and and so I thought I would start the blog kind of to create this community where um, we give each other advice and find out how other moms are making it work doing their career and um and uh being a mom and balancing it and it's kind of evolved over the years though um my focus of my blog but that was my original intent and then to to bring the to bring the engineering uh, mother community together. Right. That's very cool. Um, so, and yeah, looking through it, it looks like you do a lot, um, a lot of ideas, the, the STEM activities that look really cool and, and it's, uh, turned into this, um, like get kids excited about, um, science and math and engineering. And yeah. Arts. Yeah. So that's like happened since, um, cause when I started it, I was still working. Um, and so that was my focus, trying to encourage other women to be engineers, um, encourage other moms to stick with it and, you know, that kind of stuff. But then once I decided to leave, um, to be a stay at home mom, I was just around my kids all day and I'm like, well, let's do activities. Let's get them involved in STEM from a young age. And so that's become more of the focus and we're doing lots of, um, activities uh stem activities and it's for younger kids because that's my kid's age so right um so yeah it's been fun that's really cool um so wh- how do you how do you come up with these ideas like what do you just like find them or do you come up with them on your own um a little bit of both so it's like you know activities that i remember doing from kit um from when i was a kid and um just modifying them and also like you know i spend a lot of time on pinterest there's always so many ideas there and right mm-hmm. so um i get ideas from pinterest or even other bloggers i follow um there's like such a huge community of like stem activities for kids like on instagram and blogging and so i follow them and uh, we try some activities that i see from other bloggers that look fun so Mm -hmm. yeah I'm definitely not really coming up with new ideas I think a lot of these are just the same thing but we're doing it 
our own way. Right, but you put your stamp of approval on them. Right. <laughs> yeah, and it's nice to have them all in, in one kind of place where you can go and look at them. Yeah. So you mentioned that you that you did these as a kid. Did you did you have someone in your life that that got you excited about the same things? Yeah, I think so. My mom, um, so my dad, my parents are both in STEM fields. My dad's a podiatrist, so he's a foot doctor. And um, my mom uh, was a math major in college and she worked as a math teacher for a while. And then she also has her MBA and she now runs my dad's uh, podiatry office. So um, she, like growing up, she always like would tell me, you're so, you're good at math. And so I never, I never questioned whether I was good at math. I just always... I knew I was good at math because my mom mm-hmm. gave me that confidence saying, math's easy. We do math in our family, you know, and, and she would do a lot of hands-on stuff with me. But it's also like I, I was lucky at my school. They had a lot of um, stuff, which I don't think was as common. Like STEM wasn't a huge focus when I was in a, a kid, you know, so many years ago. But um, my elementary school had like a young astronauts program where wow, we made awesome. rocket ships and stuff like that. So <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> I know. It was cool. And thinking back, I'm like, gosh, how lucky was I? Because it doesn't seem like that kind of thing was common when I was young. Like nowadays, I feel like a lot of schools are bringing in a STEM focus. But um, yeah, so I was lucky enough to get exposed to a lot of that stuff at school. And then at home, too, my mom did activities with us and just kind of gave us a lot of encouragement um, that we could do all the the STEM um, topics easily and right. gave me the confidence in myself like I never was the kid who was like I don't like math I'm not good at math I always was like I like math it's okay I can do this <laughs> so and yeah it was something I was going to bring up there are a lot of people who who are just like they just give up because they're like oh I'm not good at this I don't you know I'm not good at math I, I I've never been good at it and that's kind of this mindset that they always take and that becomes this sort of joke you know like oh I'm I'm you know stupid me I'm not good at math what would you say to people who want to get into a STEM field, but have that sort of aversion to it? Yeah, I know. I hear it all the time. Everyone, I don't like math. I'm I'm just not good at math. I don't get it. But I don't think um, that should stop anyone. I feel like anyone can do math. Anyone can do any of the things. You just have to work hard. Um, like I was not not good at uh, physics. So I had the same mentality with physics. Like I just really struggled with it. And I thought physics is not for me. And I even mm-hmm. had a professor in college tell me, how are you going to be an engineer if you can't do physics? Because <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I almost failed his class. And he was like, uh, and I'm like, well, I don't know. But I feel like <laughs> if you work because physics is basically engineering, you know, yeah, you have to know physics to do engineering. Um, and I really struggled with it. But it's like, if I worked hard enough, I studied, I put in the time and I finally figured it out. And now, um, I feel like I do understand physics, you know, Mm -hmm. I just had to put in the work for it. And, um, you just have to dedicate yourself to it. Even something that you think is hard. If it's something you want bad enough, you, you can learn it and you have to have confidence in yourself. I think I had to tell myself I can do physics. I, this is, it's not too hard for me. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't have anyone there going, Oh, you're good at this. It's fine. You have to kind of do it for yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, so these skills, they're, they're learned skills. Would you agree? Like, uh, they're not, it's not something I'm, you know, you just don't walk into it and you're not good at math, you know? 
yeah. off the bat. You have to work at it. Is that right? Yeah, I don't think people are. You know, I mean, yes, obviously, some people are born um, with like really high intelligence, and math comes super easy. But I think you know, it's not like some people are better at math than others naturally everyone just you learn it you know mm-hmm. you learn math in school and and it's how you retain it and how you apply it and and how you think about you know what you're learning i think right um so and and so we mentioned college and i read a little bit on your on your blog how you chose chemical engineering but um would you care to kind of kind of reiterate that for me Oh, sure. So um, when I was in high school, I wasn't sure what I wanted to be when I grew up, up uh, but I liked math. I liked chemistry. I didn't really care for physics, as I told you, but Uh I didn't really know that was involved in engineering at the time. I'm the exact Um, opposite. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So um, yeah, and so I loved math and chemistry, and so I was looking up careers I can do with those, and I actually had a physics professor, or not physics teacher in high school, um, who was a chemical engineer and, um, she talked about what she did and it sounded pretty cool. And I wanted to, I really liked makeup at the time. I was kind of girly. And so I thought, you know, maybe if I could become a chemical engineer, I can make my own makeup <laughs> and cool. that would be pretty cool. <laughs> and I can start my own makeup brand or work for some company that's making that. So that's what wow. I pictured in my head. I didn't know any engineers besides this teacher who was no longer an engineer. Obviously, she was a teacher. Um, and so I didn't know any actual working engineers. Well, actually, I have a, an uncle who's an engineer. He's an electrical engineer. Okay. Um, but I didn't see him very often or really know what he did. Um, so... I just, I went into it blindly pretty much. I just thought that sounds cool. And that mm-hmm. it sounds like things that I'm good at. You need math and you need chemistry to be a chemical engineer. So let's go for it. Um, and then it turned out to be way different mm-hmm. than what I thought it was. But, <laughs> you know, it ended up working out for me. Like, you know, I took my first chemical engineering class and um, it was like pipes, you know, we're doing pipe design and, Mm -hmm. um, flow through pipes. And I'm like, what, this is plumbing. This is not (laughs) making makeup. Like what is happening? (laughs) You know, this is not what I signed up for. And so it was, it was a wake up call. It was hard to get wrap my head around what chemical engineering really is, which wasn't, I mean, there are chemical engineers who do make makeup. I Mm -hmm. just didn't get into that side of it. But, um, a lot of the chemical engineering you learn is more process engineering and, um, making, you know, it's just, yeah. Could you explain for me what, what process engineering is? Okay. So yeah, process engineering is like, you know, um, I guess, it depends what industry you work in, how exactly process engineering is, but um, it's kind of like just designing how things like equipment like would flow through a plant. So, you know, you're at a um, gas plant and you would kind of be the one designing a program showing how um, liquid would move through from one part of the plant, you pull mm-hmm. in gas from outside and it comes into a distillation column and you you just design like how everything flows through your factory mm-hmm. um, where you're working. And um, yeah, it's a lot of pipes and... So is would you say there's a lot of overlap with um, civil engineering in that regard? Um, in, that, see- in, in that you're designing um, kind of infrastructure? Yes, I'd say it's... 
yeah, I guess it could be, um, mm. that part could be similar. Like I didn't really ever work with civil engineers in my engineer, my chemical engineering experience, mm-hmm. but yeah, I could see how it could be depends on what kind of, cause yeah, there's just like a broad range of what you can do as a chemical engineer, um, okay. or any kind of engineer really, Sure. you know, um, and um, they overlap a lot. Do you think you could give me a kind of a, like a differentiation between the different fields? Like you, you've mentioned electrical, I've mentioned um, civil, there's mechanical, there's, um, you know, petrochemical and just chemical. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how, how, how would, how would a layman differentiate between those? Yeah, it is hard because I guess, you know, it's just like what you study in school. There's a bit of a difference. So like chemical engineers, um, we're more working, like I said, in the process design. So you're, um, you're doing like the flow through, flow through facilities, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and then mechanical engineers are more about, uh, like how you stuff works, like building cars, you know, mm-hmm. like the design of the car, maybe, mm-hmm. um, electrical, they're more focused on like the circuits um, mm-hmm. of things. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I could describe all the disciplines that's very okay. well no, that's because okay. I don't have experience in all of them. But I actually did. I even though I have a chemical engineering degree, I spent most of my career working as a petroleum engineer. Right. Um, so that's like you know, in oil and gas, we're mm-hmm. determining how to get the oil out of the gap, the best ways to get it out of the ground. Okay. Um, and pred- and into production. So, um, even though I'm not trained in that, that's the good thing about engineering. Like, um, once you have your base engineering degree, I feel like you can use it in so many different ways. Like I worked in three different industries that were completely different from each other. And, um, so you, you have this versatility and especially degrees like chemical and mechanical engineering. They're, Mm -hmm. they're really versatile. Like some of the others, like petroleum engineering is super specialized and you can only work in petroleum engineering with your petroleum engineering degree, right? But chemical and mechanical, you can still work as a petroleum engineer, but you can also go work at a semiconductor manufacturing where you're making computer chips, because I did that too. And (laughs) uh, you could work for, um, you know, national, for the government, you know, doing Mm -hmm. uh, weapons and defense stuff. I did that too for my internship. So there's, yeah, it's just like a broad, that's why it's hard when you're asking what exactly does a chemical engineer do? I'm like, oh, I can't even explain because I did a lot of different things and I don't think any of them were typical for Mm -hmm. what a chemical (laughs) engineer would do. So, um, my experience is so different than like what any, what someone else who's a chemical engineer may have experienced in their careers so what was your what was your favorite industry to work in oh gosh yeah they were all really interesting and fun um like I said I did the three industries so I worked for a national lab um in New Mexico um Los Alamos National Labs and um they do defense uh kind of like that I just did internships there but that is really important work and it's cool you know you're you're doing something to help your country and that's like nice uh to know you have that impact and then um I worked for uh Intel which is a huge semiconductor manufacturing um company Mm -hmm. and um that was pretty cool because it's just like you know you use your computer every day and to be able to be a part of that process uh, making computer chips is it was fun and really interesting. Um, but I have to say oil and gas was my favorite just because, um, I've gotten so many amazing experiences through it. Um, it's a unique industry where it's 
it's challenging because um, they have booms and busts. So um, right. in the good times, like you, it's the highest paying industry you can work for as an engineer, which is mm-hmm. great, especially if that's important to you to make a lot of money with your career, which it is for many people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you can make a lot of money in oil and gas and you can travel. Like my husband and I have gotten to travel the world. We've had opportunities to move. And to me, that's important. I like traveling. Some Mm -hmm. people want to live in their same place their whole life. And that's Mm -hmm. totally okay too. And you could do that as an engineer, even in oil and gas. But if you want to travel, there's that opportunity. We've moved every three years of our careers. Wow. Um, Four or five times we've moved. Yeah. So, and um, it's challenging. It's hard to start over again, but it's been fun. We've had so many adventures and everywhere I've lived, I've loved more than the last place. I never thought I would. So um, that's 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 what I've liked about oil and gas. Um, and it's also, you know, a lot, it has a negative stigma. Sometimes people think, you know, it's bad for the environment and stuff, but in the end we're real people too, who work in the industry. Um, and I have kids, I'm not going to be promoting something that's going to be bad for them and their lives Mm -hmm. and my home. So, you know, we're all good people working in this industry and it's important. We all drive cars. We all heat our houses. We use that gas. These are things that it's not going to go away anytime soon. So you need people to work in that industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, I've really enjoyed it to be honest. Um, but so I think that was my favorite. So, um, your blog focuses a lot on, um, not just being an engineer, but being a woman engineer. And, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, we were hoping that you, you could give us some, I guess some background on that, some, some of the unique challenges you would face, um, as a woman in a STEM field, um, and you know, and if there were any, um, energy unique challenges that you face. Yeah. So I guess it is pretty common when you're a woman in the STEM fields to be, um, there's not as many women, right? So you're one of the few ones in the room. Mm -hmm. And I would, I knew that going into engineering. So I've always been okay with, um, being around lots of men, like, my whole life, I, you know, I, I picked trumpet and band and I was like one of the two girls in my trumpet section, you know, I had like, like all the girls were playing flute and clarinet and, you know, I picked trumpet. I don't know why, but Mm -hmm. so I was around all the boys in band and, and I've just always gravitated to more things like that. I did the science clubs in high school and, you know, I was one of the few girls that ever signed up. So I was okay with hanging around guys. And so when my, my engineering classes were a lot of guys, you know, you just, you knew what you were getting into, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I was okay with that. Um, I have a brother and so I just know how to talk to guys. I don't have a problem with it. Um, but it is hard. I wish there was more, but luckily my chemical engineering class in college had, we were one of like an extremely small class. So there was only like eight people who graduated, but half (laughs) of us were girls. So there was four girls and four boys. So we, it was a lot different experience in college for me. I mean, most of my friends were girls in my my chemical engineering class. And so I didn't see it as being as male dominated in college. Um, But then once I went to work, um, my first job at Intel, they were really a lot, they were focused on diversity and balancing it. And so there was a lot of women engineers in the office, a lot of women okay. in management. And I really liked seeing that. Um, I feel like they, they really put a focus on that. And so um, I didn't feel as much of a minority there. And I actually felt like they were more encouraging to women and um, more focused on helping you 
uh, balance being a woman in STEM. I think they were so aware of the issues that they were really making a making it comfortable and trying to promote more women into management roles and stuff. So I thought that was great. But in oil and gas, um, that was not the case. There's a a lot less women um, in engineering and leadership roles in my experience. Um, Mm -hmm. And now that I've been in, well, I'm no longer, so I've been stay-at-home mom for two or three years now, but um, until I left, I have made like a lot of women friends who are engineers who worked with me in oil and gas, but there were far more men. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that industry still had a ways to go. Um, You know, like when I worked at the gas plant there, I was, I was the only technical woman out there. There was only one other women, woman out there um, Mm -hmm. who was the, you know, uh, office manager. Um, And so it's just uh, a different environment. You're working with all men and they kind of, it's hard to get used there. They have trouble getting used to having a woman around. They don't know right. how they need to talk. They're like, oh, we need to watch our language because yeah. the woman's yeah. here, you know? And I'm like, heck, I've be been careful. around men for a long time. It's okay. But at the same time, is it okay? I don't know if I need to be saying it's okay or maybe they shouldn't be talking like that at all. Right. You know, I'm like, right. you need to change exactly. your language around me. Should you even be talking like that around anyone? You know? yeah. <laughs> but um, so it's just... um. Yeah, so that was hard. Um, A lot of times I felt like, especially when I was really young, um, like a brand new engineer, I felt like it it was harder for people to trust my work initially of course i and i don't know maybe it was just maybe they wouldn't have trusted a a young male engineer either right but um i i often felt like oh man they don't they don't really trust anything i do because i'm like a young girl here but i don't know a man um a man in my same role might have had as much difficulty being young in it um but yeah it is harder when you're the only girl in the room because you are looked at different and you know they're like look at you more as like, oh, she's going to be the one taking the notes for us. And, you know, yeah. they just, you you have this different view of women than men. Um, I think it's around many industries, especially when there's less women than men in the room. And it's challenging, but I feel like once you've worked in it for a while, you kind of figure out how to navigate it, how to sure. talk to the men to have them see you as their equal and right. um, mm-hmm. you have to have confidence. That's like the main thing is just being able to speak up for yourself and speaking up to, cause you know, a lot of men have that confidence in everything they do. And sometimes women feel more right. scared to express themselves and you just have to like build that up and just not be afraid to t- speak up, express how you're, what you're thinking. And I think women get scared because sometimes when you speak up, you're seen as too pushy. This woman's right. aggressive and labels. that's not always men aren't seen that same way. Right. So it's hard finding the, finding the balance of how to find your voice and being perceived in the right way. Um, well, and it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy too, right? Cause if you go into it thinking, well, they're not going to take me seriously, then no, they're not going to take you seriously. Yeah. You have to make them take you seriously. Yes. It's funny. Katie and I, um, we just had this conversation cause when, you know, when I when when we're talking about like say we want to go to a restaurant, I'll just go. Well, I want to go here, but Katie will. She'll she wants me to. I mean, do you remember what we were yeah. talking about? <laughs> she wants me to like ask her what she wants to do, and and I I was I told her like why don't you just just tell me like I do like you know like just assert what you want, and 
I, I didn't, I guess it never registered to me, but Katie was like, well, I, I just don't, I don't know. I, that's yeah, not how like I Yeah, women are taught from such a young age, you, you, you can express your opinion as, oh, well, we could do this, like, this is an idea, <laughs> and men are like, this is what we're doing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I would never, I would never want to, you know, put her in that situation by asserting myself. That's just how I operate, and I think maybe that's the difficulty in in a lot of workplaces. Would would you say you agree? Yes, I definitely agree. I think a lot of women struggle with that, like having um, the ability to assert what they're feeling with confidence and and knowing how to do it in a way where they're perceived as not being too aggressive, because that's just an unfortunate thing that just a lot of people, when they hear about women being really aggressive they're like oh that woman is too pushy you know and men aren't seen that same way when they speak up for themselves so it is yeah like men are assertive and women are bossy yeah yeah definitely um yeah and I've had that like a lot of times in meetings where you have those girls who like are real speak up and you could tell everyone just thinks about them in a certain way but men who speak up in meetings don't always get that same kind of negative Mm -hmm. connotation about reputation so um, it it's challenging, but you know, in the end, I just I worked hard. I let my work show for itself. I I knew how to get along with people. I think it's important to just not be. I try not to be like the angry woman. You know, I'm not yeah. mad that I'm the only woman here. I'm not. I try not to be mad about being treated differently. And in the end, I mostly wasn't ever treated um, differently. I worked with my husband most of my career in the same office. And so we had that direct comparison to know, you know, how we're being um, treated. And and so it was helpful um, knowing, like, I had that comparison, like, okay, as far as pay to, you know, we knew if our pay is equal or not. And then also just like, um, as far as how we're treated. But sometimes he would give me advice, like, know how if you're, you need to talk to your boss and you might go to your spouse, especially because we work together. Maybe not everyone else does this, but I'd I'd be like, what should I say for this? If I want to ask him for, you know, a raise or whatever I needed to talk to my boss about. And he would give me advice of how he would do it. And I would do (laughs) that. And it wasn't, didn't work out for me. You know, I was like, oh, that went horrible. It just was not the right thing to say, you know, and I, if he had done the same thing, it probably would have worked out well. I feel like for some reason, the way women talk and go into things is different than men. And when I did, did something the way he advised it, just, it felt too maybe direct or aggressive from my side. And so I didn't feel like it was successful. Um, so I, I thought that was interesting. But. So with all of those um, challenges that you face being a woman in the field, what are some positives? Like, do you have any more opportunities because you're a woman, like maybe with scholarships or peer groups, like you have your blog? Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, as far as like for scholarships, when I was in college, um, uh there was a lot of minority scholarships. I went to University of New Mexico. And so like if you were minority, they had uh, scholarships. And one time a career advisor told me um, that I can also apply for them because I'm not a minority by ethnicity. But she right. said, um, because I'm a woman in engineering, I'm considered a minority based right. on my gender. So I got to apply for a lot more scholarships and I got a lot of scholarship money that way. And, um, and also, yeah, like 
for certain companies, I think it is a, it was helpful to be a woman. Like, like I said, when I was at Intel, I felt like they were really interested in promoting, balancing, um, closing the gender gap. And right. so uh, <laughs> I, I felt like they were really encouraging to women and they set you up with mentors trying to help you focus your career so that you can do, be really successful. And so that I felt like was an advantage. So yeah, there have been a lot of um, really good, good things about um, being a woman in engineering. That's awesome. And specifically as a mother, what advice would you have for women who are trying to balance motherhood with their careers? Yeah, I don't know, because I obviously couldn't make it work. Um, I was trying to balance it. And um, I was trying to do it by doing part time work. Um, And so I was at work 20 hours a week, and then I'd be home with my son um, 20 hour or the rest of the time. Right. And, um, I felt like that did not work out well for me at all. It sounded pretty dreamy. You know, I get best of both worlds. I'm still keeping up my career, um, making money and then I get to be home a lot, but I felt like I was doing a half job at both, you know, like I couldn't keep up with my job and I couldn't keep up with being a good enough stay at home mom. So it was just like, I, I was just half doing both jobs. So I did not enjoy that. So I would say continue to work full time if you were going to be a working mom. I don't know. It, as far as engineering, I think it's really hard to be a part-time engineer. Um, right. But that was maybe just in my industry in oil and gas. I think it was rare to have a part-time worker and they didn't know how to manage it. And it was okay. just right. really, really hard. Um, but I, so I'd say continue working full time. I've talked to a lot of women engineers and if you if you do still want to be a mom, you have to have a helpful part or still want to work while you're being a mom. You have to have a helpful partner who um, will also help you out a lot at home and with the kids. Um, one of my friends who's an engineer and she has three kids at home. Her husband's actually a stay-at-home dad. So she has that help at home and that allows her to focus fully on her career and be really successful. That's awesome. So that's nice. And that's a reversal of roles. That's really cool right. to see. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so, and even if your partner works and you both work equally, it's just about having having equal equal share at home too. I think that helps you be more successful. Like to work full time and then come home and you still have to do all the cooking, all the dishes, caring for your kids, getting them packed for school by yourself. Um, Sounds like a lot. <laughs> it's overwhelming. It's yeah. really challenging and tiring for anyone. And so it's nice when you have someone who can help you. Um, with all that and just you have to be really good at time management (laughs) I think but yeah I didn't have success and now I'm staying home and I'm lucky to have been in that position and it's because my husband's also an engineer so we we saved up over the years and he still has a great job so Mm -hmm. I've been lucky enough that I can I could make the choice to stay home I not I know not everyone has the choice so Right. Do you plan on, uh, once your kids are older, do you plan on going back to work? Yes, I think so. I really did love being an engineer. Um, I don't know. I just felt like I was, I was doing things that were important, you know, jobs that help people. And, um, it's fun just, you know, using your brain, being around other people. Um, just being in the office is fun with friends and, and working hard is, I like working. It's fun. So yeah, I would (laughs) like to go back. I miss the the office environment um so do you think you'll face any any unique challenges in in that way as, as someone who did um take a break and is now coming back yes yeah that that part 
is scary for me. I don't know what's going to happen. And Mm -hmm. I do worry about having a problem with like, you know, if I do go back, am I going to have to start back at the beginning again after I spent, you know, 10 or 12 years building my career and my reputation and establishing myself to being the senior engineer. And now am I going to have to go back with, you know, and be with the 22 year olds who are just starting (laughs) and be their peers and, you know, I, I don't know how that would make me feel as far as my, you know, mental state, you know, like, will I be okay with that? And right. I'll be making less money. And, you know, cause I always often did compare myself to my husband and where he was in his career versus me and mine. And, and so then to be starting again, so far behind, I think would upset me. It would be hard, but I, I have to kind of like be okay with that, knowing that that's how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you, we, we were on the topic of, um, you know, females in the workplace and, and how you, how you did in the energy versus the tech industry. But, um, I wanted to ask if you could give us some thoughts on like what, what male coworkers, you know, cause I, I, as a, say I was a, you know, an engineer at your level, I don't have any control over like the hiring decisions and how many males are in the office. So you know, if I come in and I'm a male and I add to that, you know, that disparity, what can I do to help you feel more comfortable um, as a single or like one of a small group of females? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I think it's the main thing that men, men in the workplace could do to make women feel better is just treat them the same. You know, I'm just like, I'm your coworker. I'm the same as the other guy in our group. And you don't talk differently around me. Don't change what you're, you know, I obviously maybe your conversation would be different asking me about my kids or whatever. And maybe you would talk to someone about something else. But I feel like just, just treating them the same, not being like, oh, there's a woman in here. Now I have to act differently, mm-hmm. you know, um, and coming, coming to, the woman engineer for advice just as often as you would to your male coworker or anything like that, I think is the main thing uh, that makes women feel comfortable in a workplace knowing they're just the men see them as one of them, Mm -hmm. you know, as a coworker and not as the the woman coworker. Right. I guess. Okay. That's interesting. Um, And so I, I wanted to also go back to, um, the way that you are introducing your kids to, to steam concepts. And, um, this is kind of a, this is kind of a, a hard question to ask, I think, um, or, or a hard to word question. Um, but how can, I, I guess, how can parents of girls encourage their daughters to, to pursue these fields? Um, you know, despite, you know, despite the, disparity and and you know there's more males in in stem fields statistically how can how can parents make their daughters feel more comfortable um going into that yeah that's a good question um i don't know i think they just have to get their daughters interested in those fields and if they want it enough they're going to go into it whether or not they know they might be the only one of the few women in it, you know, like if you, you start doing STEM activities from a young age and continue having them, encouraging them to focus on a math and science courses and technology courses in school, in um, elementary, middle and high school, um, then if they're passionate enough about it, I don't think 
that being one of the few girls will stop them because that's how I always was you know like I was just so passionate about being an engineer or loving science or wanting to play the trumpet whatever it was that I (laughs) wanted to do where I was one of the few girls I didn't even think about being one lonely girl so it was just like I wanted to do this thing so I'm gonna do it I don't care that but maybe I'm different you know I had a lot of confidence I didn't need to have that group to support me and I I know not everyone um, feels that comfortable right away in every situation but Mm -hmm. and I also feel like more women more and more women are going into it because this has been a focus and talked about a lot um, you know in the media and just in schools getting more girls into these fields so I feel like there are starting to be a lot more women in the engineering courses and going into the Mm -hmm. jobs as well and so soon they won't they won't see themselves as one of the few there will be you know, half of their class will be women. So it shouldn't stop them at all. But yeah, it is hard because I feel like women see, you know, girls might rather take writing classes and um, things like that because that's maybe a little more interesting to them. Um, But I don't know. I think it helped me having my parents encourage me since I was young. That's why I'm starting my kids young and encouraging that. Cause then once you think you've always known these things and you, you like science and you like math and right. And it's not intimidating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, that, that kind of takes the end of all the topics that we wanted to go over, but is there anything that, um, that you wanted to talk about that, um, we didn't maybe didn't get to, or any final advice to people maybe looking to get into to engineering? Um, yeah, um, yeah, I would just, I would encourage it. I think engineering is such a great field. Um, there's so much opportunity. You can really work in almost any industry from, you know, like I've worked in such a wide variety of industries, but, you know, you could also work in the food industry. You could actually go and make makeup like I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you could, there's so many different things you can do and, you know, it's, there's great benefits to it. You know, it, I, the salaries of, very widely based on what industry you're in, but it's still a well-paying job where you only need a bachelor's degree a lot of times. Like some jobs you might need a higher um, master's or PhD or doctorate, but you only need a bachelor's often in engineering um, and and you can have a good paying job and have a great career that can take you many places that you never dreamed about, or you could stay home. You can find a job that's in your hometown and stay there if that's what you like. Mm -hmm. So, I just think their engineering is, and you you can do so much to help people. Uh, engineering isn't everything. Everything we use and at home and see, probably an engineer had a hand in it. So it's such a cool cool occupation, and and it's fun. Special thanks to Emily for being today's guest. To learn more, follow Emily on Instagram at engineering underscore Emily. You can also visit her blog to read her Women in Engineering interview series and check out her cool STEAM activities for kids at engineeringemily.com.